The minute that you take responsibility for the shit that you do, mm-hmm. you you take all of your fucking power back. The problem you know is, what? my house is clean because mm-hmm. I like it yeah. that way. The pro- and I make it yeah. that way. And the problem is, is that. I want to talk about composure, man. I want to talk about composure too. I think that's cool. I think um, I think there's a lot of dudes going through a lot of stress, um, especially with the current event of the world. I think it's easy to lose composure. I think it's easier to yeah, I guess lose composure, but also get caught up in everything you're doing and not realize you're losing composure. I think it's easy to be aware and say, hey, I'd like to be improving. I'd like to be doing certain things. And then so unconsciously fall back into habits of just by default programming and, you know, just automatically responding to stuff based on um, previous ways of doing things. How do you define composure? Well, you can be composed. I mean, like to be composed... You are, in my mind, you're, you're thinking cool. before you're reacting. You're, you're thinking before you're responding. You're choosing with intention how to be, how to handle. You're thinking something. clearly with a clear mind um, on a level that is calm. You're not, you're not bringing emotion into a decision or thought process, I guess is how I would define it. So in any situation where there's a heightened level of emotion, how do you manage your emotions safely or in a healthy way? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can see he talks. He talked for eighty percent. He talked for eighty percent of the last podcast. Now he's just going to toss fucking you bullshit. Can handle questions. your emotion, and like that's the thing. You you can still you know you're obviously still you going tricked. to respond. You're still going to be involved in the situation, in in the conversation, in in whatever activity is going on, and you can respond emotionally without thinking. Right, and I would argue that that would be um, uncomposed. Or you can still respond and take your emotions into account and say, hey, I feel this way based on what information I just received. How do I want to respond? Do I want to you know, get pissed off about it? Or do I want to say, hey, is, is getting pissed off serving me? Yeah, I think that's... Well, and sometimes it does. Sometimes it does, for sure. However, make that a conscious decision. Right. Think, I think in terms of like the cliche Kyle thing. You know, just getting mad at your girlfriend and punching a hole in the wall. That's effective sometimes. Kyle's and Karen's. Hey? <laughs> it's not good. I'm not arguing for it at all. But sometimes when you want to get your way, throwing a temper tantrum is, is effective. Well, look so at it. When you, you don't get your way, though. You throw when a, a kid's growing tantrum. up. I mean, you, you guys both have kids. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a kid. Um, so it's, it's difficult for me to say, you know, how, how that feels like as a parent. Or there's a lot of people listening to this that have kids. Kids throw temper tantrums all the time. Adults throw temper tantrums all the time. Mm-hmm. They just they're the different. same thing. They just get bigger, they louder, and look. more violent. You know what's interesting? When I, my son has a temper tantrum, he's he's only had one with me. He it was it was to the point I was like, okay, dude, go to your room. I've had enough. Simple as that. Never did it again. Not once ever. People and I, I know that's it's probably easy for me to say, but you know, people that give in to those temper tantrums, that's how you end up with adults that throw temper tantrums yeah. or adults that think that's the way to get their way. And I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how well it serves somebody to throw a temper tantrum. It gets, when it, it gets immediate attention. However, the attention that you're going to receive is, is probably not going to create the desired It's going to be result. more negative than positive hundred percent. Right? right. Cause I mean like, let's, let's, let's put a scenario out there. Right. I mean, um, you are at work, right. And maybe you were gunning for a promotion and you didn't get it. Mm. right maybe someone else got it instead of you mm. your, your two choices there i mean maybe your your immediate reaction is to say well fuck that you know why did this person get it i deserve this and you make a scene about it right 
you're probably not going to be in talks for the next promotion because of the way that it was just handled, right? People like to see responsibility. People like to see, yeah. you know, that calm, cool, collected, right? Or, you know, if you're you know, vibing on a chick and she doesn't vibe with you, right? It's easy to say, well, you know what, like, yeah, I'm out, like, screw this. And in reality, you've just closed the door on everything. Guys that try to guilt women into sleeping with them. Can we address the bullshit energy that's in this room right now? <laughs> We're talking about composure. We're being composed. Wait, wait, Fuck yeah. all you hoes. But being composed is no, not I this is, is being monotone. I fucking yeah. hate you this can be, right now. You can be composed and still energetic. I fucking hate this You can be composed right. yes. and still have personality. Like this okay, this, so this is story. annoying. I this... got a story to share and, and, and that now might fuck help. fuck your story. That might help. Okay. Okay, so um, since the very beginning of this whole COVID-19 thing, I've been doing my own deep dives into all kinds of things, whether that's reading research papers um, or following what's going on in the news and shit. And I, I'm of the firm stance that it's an absolute hoax and I just can't wait until that reaches the media cycle. So I've refused to wear a mask up until very, very, very recently. And my compliance with it now is that I'm getting denied basic access to my essential services that I need. And so, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. I'll play ball. It all started when I went to Walmart for the very last time. I was at Walmart, we were doing our shopping, I wasn't wearing a mask, the security guard um, at the front uh, stopped me, and said, you need to wear a mask, and I said, no, I have a medical exemption, thank you, and I carried about my business. There was no issue. As I'm going through the store, we're finishing up, I get near the end, and uh, there was a department manager who was doing some stock stuff and st saw me, and she stopped me, and said, you have to wear a mask. And I said, no, this, I talked to the security guard, I have a medical exemption, I'm fine. Uh, and then she goes, mm -mm. and then she disappeared. She went around the thing, got on her phone, called the store manager. The store manager came up. Now, in this moment, I have a, a million ways that I could have reacted to that. My first and initial instinct is just to fucking lose it. Throw shit, fucking knock the cart over. Like, I'm so fucking pissed off of the, at the audacity of these people. And, and that's just my own fucking opinion. Instead, what happened was a cool, calm, collect conversation between me and the manager. She had told me, well, it's a store-wide policy now that we're just not letting anybody in. We have alternatives. If you'd prefer, you can, you know, pick up at the curbside, whatever. You can order online and all the shit. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. Thank you for telling me about that. Um, we're almost done here. If you wouldn't mind, we, we just got two things to grab. We're out of here in one and a half minutes and we'll be out of your hair. No problem. She's like, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you very much for you know, being cool about it. And then off we went. Mm -hmm. So that takes two people. Right. Being you know, she could have very easily been rude or whatever about sure. it. And, and you would have been able to, you would have probably responded differently. Mm -hmm. if, if, and that's so cool because it takes two people to have a respectful, responsible interaction. When there's, when there's a problem, you know, a problem, I'm going to say, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I call it an issue. Issue. Yeah. You know, there's no problems no and so that's like and for me i mean i have you know i played by i played ball with the mask thing I'm like hey you know what like if i want to do things hey this is where we're at right now yeah. ultimately i'm not the one calling the shots on on nationwide policies on on citywide policies like if i were cool i'd have some input on that i'm not right so based on that fact alone i it is my responsibility to either play by the the rules that people have have put in place or not participate. Okay, two things. Um, so for, we'll start with Steve first. Uh, you know, playing by the rules, you can and and doing that and realizing that you can only control what you can what you can control for sure, right? You can only get you can only um, 
comply with what you need to comply with because you can't control it anyway and you need to do these things. So I'm just going to do what they say because, you know, there's no other choice for me. I'm not making the rules, right? Which is good to recognize and say, you know what? Fuck, I'm just going to play ball. Uh, the second thing is I have a very short fuse. So in, in the Devin situation in Walmart, I know the first three or four sentences out of my mouth would have been composed. But then if I got pushback, and, and this is goes to my thinking, if I got pushback on my logical thinking and, and an explanation, then I would have raged. Mm. And I'm, I know this about myself. So if anything happens like that, I know I have three or four sentences. See before that you flip before, the fuck before out. I go, please talk to her because I'm not talking to you anymore yeah. and I'm walking away. Right. There were times in my life where I would, in that situation, I'd be the first one to throw a fist. I'd be the first one to start yelling and screaming and throwing things. Mm. I can picture Parnell in, in the wall. <coughs> like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. fucking chick I'm not talking around. to you. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not sorry. Sorry, babe. Do you hear something? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not talking to you. I would literally continue shopping. And if she, and if it got physical, then it got physical. I don't like, think, and I know, I know, and listen, and I know that's incorrect. I know that's wrong to do, but that's just how my personality is. It would be half playing, half raging, at that point, right? I think what Devin did is commendable, first and foremost, right? Having those calm conversations. I think we have more of those calm conversations. We wouldn't be in the situation we are in in, in Canada, or in so in society right now, right? A lot of people forget that you know other people have everything going on too. You never know what somebody else is going through, right? So if we have, if we're always calm and always collected and always speaking to somebody in a term. And, and thinking that when they're speaking to us, there's no bad blood either. And I'll give you an for instance for this. I bored uh, somebody from, uh, from a guy, right? And, he, and th- we had a little bit of a conversation about when I'm going to be paying it back. So he sent me a text and said, hey, man, listen, I put other people off to help you out. I don't want to be this guy, but, you know, is there any time I can get some money back? And, this and that? I said, listen, man, I'm like, I, I said, yeah, sure. I will look at my budget. And I'll look at my budget this weekend and I'll go from there. And he said, well, you said you were going to do that last week. I said, all I said was, I didn't get angry in this night. I was like, you know what, man? Honestly, I just forgot about it. I got crazy busy. I'm sorry. I'll look at it this weekend. He was like, okay, let's, okay, let's do that. There's, there's a way to handle things. And this was through text, right? So there's no, there was, there was no like, there's no tone or anything, right? So he could have been very well screaming at me yeah. and I could have been very well screaming at him if you just looked at the text. But I think, because we're both people that know each other very well and we both know how we're going to react in a situation. There was, there was nothing to really fight about. We just knew we were asking the, the direct questions because that's how we are. Yeah. Right. Had this been somebody I didn't know, I probably would have taken that as yo, fuck you. Give me my money. Right. Right. Um, and how effective is that as a tool now to get a, some kind of positive outcome? Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it was great. Like I said, the, the conversation was, it was really quick. It was to the point. We're both direct and it was, it was handled as far as, as far as I know. Right. Yeah. So, um, cause there's a lot of emotions that come into play there, right? There's like this embarrassment that, oh shit, I don't have the money that I said I was going to have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's like frustration in your own situation for not being able to have the money. But then from his side, it's like, Hey, well, listen, I got this. So he could be angry and frustrated too. Exactly. There's a lot of that. There's a lot. Tension. Not only that, me, me saying to him prior that, no, I will look at it. And then I didn't look at it. I'm embarrassed because fuck, I told him I was going to do something. I didn't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel embarrassed. I'm like, well, fuck, let me, let me try and sort this out. Right. So, you know, barring that, like I said, when you're speaking with somebody that you know, you know, I think, I think it's better to give them the, you know, give them the leeway to be like, okay, listen, man, like, I know you're coming from a place of love. Let's figure this out. Not from a place of anger. Well, I think it's important to point out that 
it's not a bad thing to experience those emotions. Mm -hmm. Those emotions are necessary. They're mm -hmm. going to happen regardless. Right? Yeah. Feeling bad about not paying your friend back that you care about mm -hmm. is a natural, total fucking emotion. And you're, you should feel those emotions. Right. But when you let those emotions influence your decision making in the way on that how you to react respond, to something right. yeah then that's when it becomes uh less effective in dealing with whatever the issue is and you alluded to something earlier in, in that in that you know that opener for that is you never have a clue what the other person's going through exactly right and like i can approach a situation and i can come at it you know calm or responsible and it could be something minor i mean how often have you guys just like bumped into somebody that you knew or something and or like you're like hey do you want to hang out today and it's like you get a fucking rage on just for like people just flip mm -hmm. right you never know what the other person's going through so if you know i were to um come into uh you know maybe a conversation a tough conversation or you know um a, a social stress or something like that and I approach it with the immediate reaction of being off my game or being uncomposed, the chances of that situation escalating is so much higher just because it's Absolutely. like, you, like you never know. Like mm -hmm. I can come in and I might be, I might be, you know, just a little bit off my game and it could get taken so wrong and then people are flipping out. Let if I come out of compose, then at least if the other person flips out, it's easy for me to say, Hey dude, like, yeah, I'm having a chill conversation here. Like, let's let's actually address this mm -hmm. properly. Yeah, and then you open right. the door to saying, "Hey, you are overreacting." Yeah, so you why don't you bring it down? This. A little yeah, bit. why do you bring it down a little bit? Yeah, and then the ball's back in their court. So now two times mm -hmm. I have been like calm, cool, collected, and if they keep coming back as uncalm, uncool, uncollected, right? Then you have a choice to say, okay, either I'm going to participate in escalating this or it's just going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's do this another time. Yeah, let's readdress it. I'm going to give yeah. you a situation with that actually. And this is why I kind of want to have this conversation about composure today is because um, a person um, a person that um, I know, she's going through some the physical pain and so that's affecting her emotionally. Um, and, you know, this, there's a bunch of things going on and family and, you know, vehicle stuff and whatever else, this and that. And she was almost taking it out on the world around her. Not, I think she realized it, but she wasn't quite aware of it. So when she, when she came to me and she was being just grumpy, just off her game, whatever else, I was like, I was like, Hey, what's wrong? And she, you know, she didn't want to talk about it. Okay, cool. Five minutes later. Hey, are you sure you're okay? What can I do to help you? Right? Nothing. 10 minutes later. Okay. Listen, we're talking about this now because there's a, there's a vibe in here that is not right for either of us. And we need to discuss this. And if you, if you notice the very slight difference in how I address those things, mm -hmm. the first is, Hey, is there anything you want to talk about? No. Cool. Back off for five minutes. Right. The next is, okay, how can I help you? Because now I know something's wrong, even without her saying, cause saying nothing says a whole lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I know something's wrong. How can I help you in getting over this? Whatever it is, you don't have to tell me what it is, but how can I help you? The third one is, okay, now this vibe is bad. And I'm feeling a way and we're going to fucking address this. I gave you two opportunities. Because what she's doing is even by not saying anything, people will shut down all the time. You know, it's a de facto go-to response. Like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm shutting down. Mm -hmm. If that's impacting, you know, the, the conversation or if that's impacting the vibe, you're the 50% of that, that interaction. Right. Right. Now, if I were shutting down and be like, no, nah, fuck, I don't want to talk about it. And then it was still off. And then you read mm -hmm. three times like, hey what's going on and now it's impacting your shit. Mm -hmm. yeah, that has to be addressed. Right. Say, hey, don't, I don't appreciate the vibe here. You know mm -hmm. what, like either let's figure this out. You can, you can get real with me, mm -hmm. right? If you don't want to get real with me, then let's, right. let's chill another and time. Let's take it the, let's take it the whole other way. Like what if I wasn't like, hey, what's wrong? What's going on? And she didn't say, okay, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, fine. Five minutes here, I'm like, listen, bitch, what the fuck? Right. If you, if you, if you approach, totally different. completely different approach, right? Now, 
I know we're speaking to mostly males here, so, you know, and I know guys kind of lose their temper in relationships because we really don't know what women want. We don't know what they need. We don't know what they want. We don't know what the hell's going through their head. Like, women think about things 20 times more than guys do. My girlfriend would be mad at me about some shit that happened in her, in her dream. Like, I slept Literally. with another chick in her dream. <clears throat> and then for, like, a week, she's, like, grumpy with me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then she's like, oh, it was this stupid you, you dream. You were sleep, sleeping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally, I was just about to go there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, even with things that we have no control over... And because men want to fix things. That's what we do. We want to step in. We want to fix things. Most of the time, it's just saying, hey, I'm here to listen to you. Vent on me all you want. We're supposed to be, you know, these strong guys that take all these emotions and not bottle them up, but be able to deal with them ourselves, right? So, you know, let her unload onto you. Well, I really like the way that you handled it, too, because that initial, like, hey, what's going on is like, listen, I know there's a vibe with you. There's something going on. And either you correct that and come back up to my level or we'll deal with it so that we can rise back up to that place together. Mm-hmm. It, it offers her those opportunities or that anybody that you're talking to as a tool in mm-hmm. any of those conversations to help to elevate themselves that. first. Yeah, yeah. Without that, I the love help. that. That's such a powerful Yeah, and the second one is offering the help, right? Because obviously they haven't got there to where they need to be, where I think they need to be yet, yeah. right? They haven't come up to the level yet. So here, let me offer my help to help you get up there. And the third is okay. I'm not dealing with this. We're handling this. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna address this. So now. there's another there's another thing that you can do there too because there are times where it's it's literally just it maybe it's not the time or place mm-hmm. um, to dive into it. Right. For example, um, there's another alternative where instead of saying okay we're dealing with this we're talking about it right you can choose to let it go you can choose to not let it bother you and then you can be that you know that person who's who's showing up and being there and being you know positive and just being supportive without having to know what's going on because if you're showing up like that mm-hmm. right say you're pissed off about something you're like no mm-hmm. dude we're not we're not talking about this right now like say we're having a beer and you're like we're not right. talking about this i go you know do a couple you know test the waters a little bit hey dude like i this this vibe is fucked up let's talk about this you're like no like actually no i can just say okay cool i'm dropping it and i'm choosing to then still be present engaged watching the game and you are probably going to feed off of my energy a little bit because mm-hmm. i've just now am leading the way with right with how the vibe is gonna go you know what's interesting is that you know in my previous relationships i was never the guy that did that mm-hmm. right i was the guy that if you're cranky with me well fuck you i'll be cranky too i was never the guy to address things i never work? no ever not once ever did it work how long how long have we all being emotionally so, tied to another person if yeah. they're feeling that way well then fuck it i'm gonna feel that no, way and, and then get and then get them and yeah. then it's just back and forth and this you know it, it, it stems again from open communication right if you have an open open relationship not an open relationship that way but open communication in your relationship you know you should be able to discuss everything and anything under the sun mm-hmm. right like for instance i mean we talk about whatever hell we're going to talk about here right i know i can talk to De- i could talk to Devin about i mean i'm not going to go as far as i would have gone there i could talk to him about anything <laughs> You know what I mean? And and he's not going to judge me for whatever, right? So I, I have to take that. I've, I've learned how to take that into my relationships. So, you know, it, it's and it's difficult for me. And I I'm, I'm literally have to step outside of myself to realize what I'm doing and how to correct that. And that comes with experience and practice. Yeah. And honestly, from having too many negative outcomes. Right. Saying, oh, shit, this actually doesn't work. Because if you're pissed off about something, or like, say Devin's pissed off about something. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm here for you. You want to chat? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. Well, fuck what you. What the fuck is up, yeah. right? Yeah. Fucking, you know, like, tell me what's going on. And you're like, no, right? Now, you're going to get pissed off at me because I'm pushing <coughs> and I'm digging. You're like, dude, I've said I don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This guy or, you know, this girl or whatever keeps pushing. And now I'm going to get resentment towards them. And they're going to get resentment mm-hmm. towards me because I'm not opening up. And they're like, 
why doesn't he trust me enough to know what's going on? When in reality, I could be pissed off because someone just cut me off on the road. It's like good to have absolutely nothing to do with anything going on between us, and now it's a problem. We're in either of us know what's happening. Yeah, and then you get you get into the you get into the uh, you know the little tiffs here and there. You, you know the smallest thing. You know, especially in a relationship, you guys know this. You know, let's say I love a clean kitchen. I love making my bed in the morning. I have to, when I come home, I want a fucking clean ass kitchen. I want my bed made, right? And so I make sure and do that. If I come home and let's say somebody stayed at my place and there's, you know, uh, she's been cooking all day and the kitchen's a mess and whatever else, you know, I, I'm stepping out of myself and going, okay, you know what? She worked her ass off today to make this great meal for me. Um, I'm not going to get upset that my kitchen's a mess, even though that's what I like. And then she took a nap, you know, at one time or the dog was on the bed, whatever it was, right? And the bed's a little messed up and there's pillows on the couch, whatever it is. I have to sit back and go, okay, I know what I like, but I also know that she put out all this effort to try to please me in her own way. So I have to accept her apology or her way of treating me or her, her affection towards me as this is how she shows affection. I need to... There's a lot. Of, there was back. a lot of keys mm-hmm. in that. I okay. like my kitchen clean, which means you mm-hmm. make sure your kitchen mm-hmm. is clean. Yeah. So here's the That's question, it, right? I and like I do it. My I, bed remember, made. Remember, I told you I do that that's stuff too. That's not her responsibility. Nope, now, not. obviously, if, she, if, if you have somebody in your life that's fucking, you know, not respectful of you and intentionally just leaving mm-hmm. messes behind, mm-hmm. that, there's a cause for an examination there. Mm-hmm. But that was a huge thing. So I was raised like super old school, like. You know, wife stays home, cooks, cleans, takes care of the kids, man goes out. As it should home, be! Brings home the bacon, whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's not, I said to get it out. I, I've had a lot of relationships where I, I tried to make that the way the relationship was. Right. But it never worked out because there was always some level of resentment because of my expectations of what that person should be doing. That's what you got. <laughs> All right. Oh, I can't drink that one. Can I drink that one? Yeah, you can drink anything that's in there. There's a Palm Bay vodka soda. Oh, you know what? No, here, bro. <laughs> No, I will, I'll take this instead. All right, I'll, t- I'll have the beer then. Beauty. Um, There's another one up there. You want one? You got two. Already. Sorry. I'm, I'm still So that's the question, it. though. So say you're with you're living with your girl or you have a roommate, right? I like my, the place cleaner than mm. the other person does. Does that make it my responsibility to keep it clean? Or does that create bad habits where it's now I'm potentially getting taken advantage of because, lo and behold, the house is always clean. I'm a firm believer of and you can't only one be person taken advantage of. So how you, do you allow how do you, that to happen by yeah. not establishing boundaries. boundaries. That's how many times can we talk about boundaries? That's the every, first episode, line, right? every, every episode. Every <laughs> episode. You know what? Set clear boundaries. You know, Devin, Devin, and both of you guys put, touched on a good point, right? If if I'm claiming my space as mine and I like things done a certain way, I'm going to do them. I'm not going to impart my my judgment or my my um characteristics onto somebody else and have them perform a task that I would rather do. But you also trust that that person respects you enough to right. manage now, that household or that situation mm-hmm. to some level of, of, of a higher expectation. But I also know that I also know that she has expectations in a relationship. Whereas, you know, if she, like we, we have rules, if I'm cooking, she's cleaning, if uh, whatever, whatever the situation is. Right. So, you know, I know that she doesn't do these things on purpose. She's a messier cook than I am because I have a red seal. And I've worked in kitchens pretty much damn near all my life. Yeah. I know how to fucking keep a clean I'm the same fucking way, dude. Right. Put the mess away before right. it's done. And I know, I know <laughs> this is her process as she's a creative girl. So she's going to do her thing the way she does. It. It's not going to be like me. And I've learned how to, I, I used to, I used to hover over mm. and be like, you're not doing it right. You're not doing this right. And I, it, you know what? It, yeah, you didn't it, cut it, those red peppers thin enough. Those are not yeah. julienned. It drove, julienned enough. <laughs> it drove me crazy, but I couldn't stop. Mm. 
I couldn't stop because I couldn't get past this blockage in my head saying it has to be done this way or it's not correct. And how did that affect both you and your relationship with her? Uh, the negative or the positive one? Like if I, if I, if I hover? Yeah. On the, you always being there trying to correct every mistake and oh, fix everything. The like, worst how did fucking that... thing ever. Yeah. It's like, it, it's not, it's not my job to fix a female. It's my job to accept them, how they come and work on things and speak about things in a, in a way that we both respect each other. And that's not just applicable to female relationships. That's all every, relationships. Every relationship. Yeah. Right. So I've, I've noticed, and like I said, this all stems back from my fiance leaving and all this stuff, right? It's, me having to deal with my own bullshit yeah. and realizing how fucking nasty of a person I really was in relationships. Yeah. Right. I know it's tough for guys to say, but we're all fucking assholes. That's radical self-awareness though. The minute that you take responsibility for the shit that you do, mm-hmm. you, you take all of your fucking power back. The problem you know is what? my house is clean because mm-hmm. I like it yeah. that way. The pro- and I make it yeah. that way. And the problem is, is that for us to realize that we're doing this and these are the reasons that we don't have these relationships anymore and this and that is that there has to be conversations, not only like this, but conversations with yourself in the mirror. Mm. You know, we talk to people all the goddamn time, but when's the last time you actually had a conversation with yourself to realize what you're doing, to realize that some bullshit that may have affected everything else in your life is affecting you just as much. The negative self-talk is garbage, right? I do, yeah. I do self-deprecating humor all the humor all the time. But that's because I know it's a, it's a joke. I know it's comedy. I know I don't actually think like that, right? That's eight mile Eminem getting ahead of everybody's insults. That's exactly. fine, and that that comes with being a public figure and having recognizing all your shit. own faults. Yeah. yeah, right, right. But I mean, there's 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 things that we do, and to hold your composure in, in doing these things, I I realized I wasn't I wasn't being who I knew who I thought I was. I was being who I was hoping to be. Hmm. You're holding yourself to an ideal, which is not realistic. Right. So I had, I had, I had to tone it down a bit and I had to be like, listen, okay, you're not this guy. You're actually this guy, but you want to be this guy. But if you want to be this guy, you have to stop acting like this guy. For sure. There's so much, there's so much awareness there. And it's crazy, you know, and let's, let's stay on the, on the, the clean house thing because it's easy to say, I like a clean house. So I clean my house when it's messy from whoever else I clean up their mess and then get pissed off because now I'm doing more work than I feel like I should. And instead of approaching that and saying, hey, you don't have the right to be pissed off. In you have no right. I have no right to be pissed off because I chose to, to put the shit away. Mm-hmm. And then you can either say, hey, I'm going to continue putting the shit away and be okay with it. Or, hey, buddy, or hey, babe, let's figure out where is some common ground here to me. I know that we have different, a different set of standards. Mm-hmm. I know that we put value on different things, right? Maybe, maybe you know, for me, I hate folding laundry. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate folding laundry. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely personally no problem if I have uh, like the dryer is full of clothes <laughs> and t-shirts and stuff and the laundry basket is full. I'm like, I will probably put the t-shirts away as I'm like, oh, open it up. I'm like, oh shit, I'm washing more clothes. I need to put these away. When I wake up in the morning, I bake my bed. It's like, I have to make my bed right away. Yeah. I come home. I like to have, the, the sink is empty. I like to have the dishes put away and stuff. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. things that I put a lot of value in. And then there's other people. It's like, then. I need to have my clothes put away perfectly every time. And their sink is overflowing. You know what? We have have to address this. Okay. I know we've said it enough, but uh, I'm going to say it pretty much every goddamn episode. If you... Does this have to do with the morning pee? No. It does not. I hear there's a website though. There is a website and there's a shop now and there's a store. It's the first time I'm ever mentioning it. So perfect. Thank you. I love that. I mentioned it for you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, Themorningp.com forward slash shop. There it is. Just themorningp. There it is. Letterp.com. If... I, like I said, we, we've mentioned this tons of times, me especially. Get up in the morning, 
and make your fucking bed. I don't care if you want to do it or don't, fucking do it. You will, trust me, after a week of doing it, not even a week, after two days of doing it, you'll realize that it's the best thing for your mindset. It's funny, I, I've been moving all week, and so I've the first oh, little yeah. bit of the week was packing, 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 and then it was moving, then it was unpacking, and so today I ended up getting up early, right, it was good, I'm like, I'm doing my morning, I got up, I made my bed, I did everything I needed to do, I worked out, got everything kind of dialed to the point that I needed to, I meditated, I read for a little bit, and then I showered and I was like, man, I have extra time here and I'm white. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I have an extra 45 minutes. Take a nap. I wanted to crawl, crawl right back into bed. And it was like, this is like 7.30 in the morning and I already done everything. And I looked at my bed and I was like, I, I can't literally on my, my, my bed. And so I napped on the couch for half an Yo, hour. You know what's funny as shit is that this morning, so I got up at 4.30 this morning, no alarm. I was fucking wide awake. My body wouldn't sleep. I got up. I did like two hours of writing, maybe an hour and a half of writing. And then or tried to do an hour and a half of writing. I literally sat in front of my fucking laptop and didn't type more than three words because I just, for some reason, my brain wasn't working. Mm. 6.30 rolls around, I'm like, well, I gotta leave at 7.30, head to work. Fuck it, man, I'm taking a fucking nap. I laid on the couch, no pillow, no blanket, just fucking closed my eyes. And I didn't really nap, I fell into that, like, half... That meditative zen zone? Yeah, that, okay, this is what I'm gonna accomplish today, this is what I'm gonna do next week, this is what I have to accomplish here, this is how I have to treat this and this and that, you know, and, and going through just a bunch of scenarios in my head, and uh, it would it felt like I got more rest in that, you know, less than an hour I was doing that than the whole eight hours I slept. Did you did you get most of the stuff done that you would kind of, because it's a visualization process, so you're mm -hmm. doing, right? Did you get most of that stuff done? Um, I bet you went through your day today composed. My day was amazing today. Yeah, and, and this happened yesterday as well. Um, so in case people don't know, I'm actually, I own a painting company as well. And, you know, we sub out new houses, this and that. And there was about a thousand square foot house. And usually it takes me two days, two and a half days to finish it myself. Yesterday, I woke up kind of with the same mindset. And I got the house done in nine hours. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just the mindset of, okay, I'm not going to take this cigarette break. I'm actually going to do all this cutting and rolling before I fucking go out. Like, there's, it was just a, a complete mindset switch. It, it was the weirdest thing because I didn't even realize it happened. It just happened. I got the site and the guy I contract from, you know, he was talking, he was talking like, all right, man, I'm going to go fucking start scrubbing walls. Like I started fucking sanding walls and this and that. And he's like, you know, he's talking with one of his employees and he's like, holy fuck, Pernell's on a mission today. Like, cause I mean, if I sit there and talk, I'm sitting there for two hours talking to these guys instead of doing two hours of work. Just talking feels fucking great. You're right. Especially yeah. in the morning, you're having a coffee you know, and smoking this and that, right? <laughs> getting but job to, done and getting paid. Yeah. Right. That but this great. also feels great. Right. But this goes to composure, right? Mm. Whereas I knew if I, if I was going to sit there and talk for two hours, I wasn't going to get this done. But I also knew that I couldn't lose my, couldn't lose my cool in this conversation. I had to, I had to kind of get away, get away from the conversation as soon as I could and go start to work. But I also knew that once I started working, it doesn't matter how I broke off this conversation because the guy I'm contracting from was like, fuck this. Why am I talking when he's working? Mm. So there's a, there's a thing there, right? And then that switch in my head, as soon as, and it was weird because it's the, the outside affirmation where he's like, holy fuck, he's on a mission today, was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. But yeah, I guess I fucking am. People notice it. And when you are somebody who, who shows up and you're present and you're mm -hmm. doing the thing, and I thought, honestly, I thought about this today. Like, I've, I've, my week, I'm white. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm sweating. I, it's fucking 30 day. degrees in here. Man, fuck this hat. All day <laughs> today, I was like, man, I don't know if I want to or feel the need to go or do this episode tonight. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, and you know what? I'm like, realistically, what's the alternative? Right? I'm like, I can probably go and get some stuff done. I'm like, is that, need, is that a dire need to get done? No. I can still go do this. I can still show up. I can still be present. Still get everything done that needs to get done 
so that when I get home today, instead of saying, oh man, I feel like I slacked off and I feel like I did not get done what needed to get done. I feel like I didn't hammer the project that needed to get done. Now, even halfway through the episode, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm really happy that I'm here. You know what? I think we talk about this a lot and it's, it's good to kind of reiterate that, you know, let's take working out, for example, or doing this podcast or doing something you love to do. The hardest part is starting. Sure. Once you're, once you're like, once I'm in, once I'm at the gym, once I'm lifting my first weight, I'm like, I'm fucking good. Good. Let's fucking do it. So pumped you're right? there. So, you know, even just you saying that, I mean, we had a conversation on the patio having a cigarette just before this episode. And you're like, man, I could have just been like, guys, fuck, I don't want to do it tonight. And I was like, you know what, man? I probably been like, cool, let's not do it. We'll fucking reschedule. But because you posted, hey guys, we're still good for tonight, right? And I took, and again, back to the text and taking context. I was like, hey, he's fucking excited to do it. Yeah. Not knowing that he's drained. I'm like, yeah, dope, I'm in. Even when Devin was like, you know, yeah, I'm good to go. Let's go. And then so seeing you guys hyped about something, even though I don't want to do something, not knowing you guys don't want to do it either, I'm <laughs> like, okay, they're hyped for it. Let's go. All it takes is one person because honestly, it's so easy, you know, like take take group projects for anything. All it takes is one person to set the tone of, hey, I don't want to do this. And yeah. now immediately it changes the vibe for everybody. But we wouldn't be Alpha Project if we did that here. No, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So I got a question then. How do you break that attachment to the emotional response? You that, don't. That, uh, you know, everybody has that fucking whatever you don't. trigger and you just respond emotionally instead of responding emotionally and maintaining the composure. So, what, how did you break that for yourself? So I don't. I internalized, I internalized the rage I have for the response I want to have. But I logically think about it. I'm able, I'm able to cut off my emotions from my brain, but I'm able to think about the emotions I want to have and analyze what I want to say first. It's taking that pause, and this is probably probably what you're going to go to too. If somebody says something to you that you're frustrated with, you take you take a mental step back and you go, okay. You say, is this coming from a place of love, a place of anger, a place of frustration, a place of whatever? And you go, okay, how do I respond? Well, the best response is, the best response is to address whatever they're saying, say, I hear you, right? And let's see how we can move forward in working this out. Instead of, fuck you, I don't like what you're saying to me, how Table dare you hurt, How dare you hurt my feelings, <laughs> yeah. right? Because all we're dealing with is feelings, right? And emotions and, and learning how to deal with those things. And if you can deal with those internally first, then it won't show externally. Even if you get like, what do they call it? Those microaggression faces where you, got, you get fucking mad for a second. Right. Right? Even that, most people won't, re- won't notice those things. Right? So even if that comes across your face, don't don't verbalize it though. You have to be able to compose yourself in a way where no matter what anybody, if somebody can be screaming in front of my face, right? I've had this happen. People are screaming in front of my face and you have to go, okay, what is their, what is their intent? Why do they, why are they feeling like this? And how can I address this? Now you can take, I've, I've done, I've done both things. I've, I've gone the hate way and I've gone the love way, mm. right? It's just all, all the moment you have to decide for yourself how you're going to handle that issue. Um, I am better at it sometimes than others. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like if, if I'm out, you know, drinking or saying it's so much easier to just, you know, snap decisions, right? It's like, right, it happens. Yeah. Um, I have gotten significantly better over it. I think that it's a skill that takes a lot of practice. I can't and see you getting angry, man. I've been out with you a few times. You're just happy dude. Just I'm like me. Very, if y'all want to go out and party, I'm a very happy person to be around. Yeah, man, he's fucking <laughs> great to party with. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's something that you worked really hard to culminate. Is that the right word I'm thinking of? Honestly, though, picture it like this. Your life, every single day, is just a bunch of different decisions back to back to back. Like, picture Mm -hmm. it like your your whole life is a live-action Goosebumps book. 
Yeah, it's right. Like, literally, <laughs> a choose your own adventure. Choose, your life is literally a choose your own adventure, and you can go through. And I mean, have the experiences. Make some bad choices. Make some good choices. Figure out which ones worked and which ones didn't. Just make so sure that the good outweigh the bad. So that one, no. So this is it. So when the because honestly, there's going to be similar situations. Every situation mm, is absolutely. a little bit different. However, for the most part, you can categorize stuff as, hey, this is similar to this. In the past, this is how it worked out, right? Do I want that same result or do I want a different mm -hmm. result? So now, like, your life is a goosebumps book. Like, choose choose your exactly. own adventure, man. So, and so you can say, okay, whatever decision needs to be made right now, big, small, whatever, mm -hmm. choose which outcome you want. Take a second, and you're right, yes. pause. You have to pause. pause. Take a second and say, what is the outcome that I want here? Mm -hmm. How do I want this to go down? You know what? I think the, the emotional reaction to somebody speaking to you, whether that's good or bad, whatever emotion you're having to it, the emotional reaction you're having is something ingrained enough, um, ingrained in us, right? Fight or flight, mm. right? Um, nature and nurture, right? So if it's somebody I love and I respect, and, and by the way, I mean, my, my friends probably fucking hate me so much because I say I love you so many, so much goddamn times to everybody, right? <laughs> like when I'm talking to you, I love you. When I'm yeah. saying goodbye, I love you. I love you, I'll talk to you later. You know what I mean? I give hugs all the shit. But anyways, and I, I do that on purpose because I want them to know that if there's ever something we need to talk about, then I love you. No matter what you say to me, I still love you. We can handle whatever issue you have. Relationship right? is more important than this issue. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's no bigger problem to face that we cannot face together. Right. Right. If someone is so, focusing on the problem and not the importance of the relationship, there's a very strong possibility that they're not very invested. The relationship, that relationship. is important. Now listen, you and I have been talking for 40 minutes and not letting Devin say one word. That's because, because we, he just recorded or just clipped the last episode. And his whole, I know, he was all Devin in the last episode. I want to give him a chance to give him a little monologue here. No, I don't, it's fine. No, I want you. it. <laughs> I don't want it. Because um, here, and here's why, is because um, over the past two years, you and I have done a lot of business, met a lot of people, done a lot of things together. Um, and I call you, you're my robot. You're the fucking robot. I call you that all the time. You're a fucking robot, right? Beep, um, in meetings, it's, it's data, it's points, it's fucking doof, 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 doof. No strang from the fucking, uh, from the, the manuscript, right? However, I have noticed he has points of frustration that I'm not sure if he notices. I'm sure he does, but he won't let anybody else notice, right? I notice them because I've, I just know who he is and how he normally speaks and how he normally react, react, right? And I've gotten a lot of cues from him. So I want to, I want you to explain how you get past the emotion right off the bat, because you do this very quickly. You, you have your emotion and you go, okay, that's not how to handle it. This is how I have to do it. And you get back into robot mode. So I want to know how you go from taking emotion out of a conversation and dealing with, with what needs to be dealt with. And then also the times where, cause you've done this too and don't think you haven't, you have not dealing with the things, especially with in, in business, not dealing with the pertinent conversations that need to be had at that moment. So that that's a really easy one. They're not dealing with the shit is because I'm not ready to. Okay. But that also stems from the way that I want to deal with something. Mm -hmm. So my dad, when I was younger, told me that as you continue to live your life as you grow up and you're always growing up so don't think that there's going to be a destination here you're always growing up and when you grow up uh, you're always going to be designing yourself and redesigning yourself and trying to be something and be somebody what you think you are and I remember saying this you're not who like I'm not who you think I am yeah I'm not who I think I am I am who I think you think I am yeah. and and so that principle and shout out Robert Greene 48 Laws of Power fucking changed my Fuck life that 50 cent 50 Laws of Power yeah, the, the, 
one of the one of the really big things about giving away your power is um, allowing somebody to have those emotions and mm. then manipulate those emotions. And when Which, you let those emotions drive you, somebody else can steer at any point in time. Mm. And if you want to have any level of control over your life, giving that away isn't going to help. So and, that that was a huge frame for me. So let me. I just want. I don't. I'm going to cut you off, but I'm going to. I know. I know you say you don't want to deal with some things because you're just not ready to deal with that. Yeah. We, you and I had a te- conversation over text first today, and then we had a conversation on the phone yep. today um, about and, and the way I approached it. I thought I was being a little too harsh. I'm not sure how you took it. I was like, no, you're probably right. I, I, yeah. I was like literally sitting there. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, but I obviously I didn't know because obviously I was over text, no context, but I knew who you were. I knew how, I knew who you're, because you know how I am and you know how I approach topics. So you know I'm going to approach things as, as blunt as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, and I knew, okay, let me just add this little thing. Also, I was like, also, I'm not taking a shot at you. I just think, blah, blah, whatever else it was. Right. Right. But I, 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 and usually I wouldn't include that with anybody else. So it's so weird because as an observation of mine, I've always noticed how everybody around me treats me softer then they treat everybody else. Not me. So, uh, <laughs> no, this is, exa- this is a perfect example of this. So, I'm a very fucking resilient guy. I've been through a lot of shit. And I am where I am because of it. And I absolutely appreciate all of my life experiences up until this point. But the way that I interact with people, I do it very softly and very gently. And that might make them think that I'm a meek-mannered person. And so, you being... A very, very abrasive kind of person, blunt to the point, mm. sometimes loud and obnoxious, sometimes, sometimes over the top. All the time. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody like you might think that you overdid it when you're like, dude, I don't think this is working. But All the, these things are trash. And, and I'm the like, reason, yeah, you're right. But then you had to, and I don't know why you had to, because I I'm not why. soft. Dude, I get it. They're not working. Mm-hmm. It's not working. I'm totally fucking good. Here's why. But then you had to backtrack and be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, hurt you. I didn't say sorry, by the way. And it wasn't that I didn't was hurt at all. And so I, this is as an observation. I Here's think. I why. Find that really interesting. It's because I respect, I respect you. I respect our relationship. I respect our business partnership. Yeah. The last thing that I need, the last thing, excuse me, the last thing you need, the last thing you want and I want is for something to fall apart because of no context. Right, because right. of a communication breakdown or something like that. So, so for me, being be, oh, erring in the side of caution serves us right. more than I wanted. Else. I wanted to be sure that you knew I wasn't coming from coming from a place of anger. This is just, hey, it's business, and you knew. Yeah, I, I knew you knew it was business, yeah. but I also wanted to let you know that, hey, I still love you. It doesn't matter. So this kind of comes back to um, the way I respond to things and why you see the robot version of me. Th- this is like, no, everybody sees the robot. That pause and take a moment. Because I'm constantly designing myself. I'm constantly trying to be the, the guy that I think I want to be. So I I took a page out of Steve's book too because I love the way that, and we've talked about this, the way that you lead the energy. I just find that mm. super admirable. And so whenever something happens, like the Walmart girl, for example, I stop for a second and I'm like, okay, the guy that I want to be, this amazing superhero fucking can fly and leap over tall buildings guy. How the fuck would he handle it? Mm. And it's a, it's a very quick and momentary thought. And I don't think, I'm not, I don't have some grandiose idea of that I'm fucking better than everybody. I just want to be the best I can. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, I take that really quick second of reflection and go, how would that dude respond? Well, first of all, he's not going to kick a fucking cart over because that would be immature. Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Second of all, he's probably not going to raise his voice. Mm. So I got to keep my voice at a calm, even timber. 
okay, what's next? Well, uh, maybe I should pay attention to what the fuck she said so that I can respond accordingly. So if she wants me to leave, then I'll leave. But that's not what she said. She said that there are alternatives. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Which is probably something that she never gets. Mm-hmm. Being heard. She, she probably gets so in alternatives. Those moments, fuck your alternatives. I'm here now. Fuck it. I'm not wearing exactly. a fucking mask. Fuck they, you. I'm here. The, yeah, the shit that gets shoveled on her all yeah. fucking day. So I come from a place now of empathy. I'm like, I feel for you. So how do I respond in a way that both respects you and gets me what the fuck I want, which is just to finish my grocery order and go home. Yeah. Incident free. So I go through those processes, but it's very quick, right? Because I'm well-practiced now and in those moments. And go back to that day in the room, dude. I remember sitting there like ready to fucking rage on that girl because I was like, I can't believe you're saying this shit to me. But that's not how I responded. That's not what came out. What came out was like, you know what? If we're not on the same page, that was cool. Off mm. we go. It came out. Af- it came out afterwards with our conversation, right? Because I trust you, exactly. And and to me, that was mm-hmm. a safe space yeah, for absolutely. me to let that frustration. Absolutely, out, which I is expected a, that. Which is yeah. another really valuable tool that I've kind of uncovered. And again, I, I point back at that book, The Forty Eight mm-hmm. Laws of Power. It, it really helped me and uh, jo- uh, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Nice. Absolutely Both perfect. of those fucking books really made, uh, made made a huge difference in my life. And I've try- I, I really try to practice these things. I, I think when you guys talk about composure, I think about um, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, The Great Gatsby when him and the other man are in the room and they're having an argument and the girl that he is trying to woo is also in that room and she's struggling between making the decision between Leo and the other douchebag and Leo loses his composure and guess what? The douchebag wins. You know what? Every time I think of composure, I think about Leonardo DiCaprio too, but I think about sitting on the fucking side of the door on Titanic and oh. sitting there and there's so much fucking room and he just sinks that he dies. He no dies. Comment. He could have jumped onto that fucking thing. No comment. That's composure, let me tell you. You could have survived, but instead... You chose. You chose to die. That's why, So that's why I was curious to find out like, what tools did you guys use to help yourselves mm-hmm. get to that place too? Because I noticed both of you are very powerful when it comes to those situations. I um, go ahead. I really just want to reiterate the fact because, you know, I, I also do that, you know, and now that you brought awareness to that, I'm recognizing that I do it more than I even was aware of mm. is it recognizing, you know, who am I, who are my, who am I, who are my mentors? Who am I idolizing right now? Who would I like to be more like? And how would that person handle this situation? I do that all the time. You know what? I, um, I try to do that, but here's the point. Here's my problem is that. There's nobody else that I would rather be. You're you. I'm me. You're you. Steve, Steve. I understand the ego involved in this, in me saying there's nobody greater than myself. I understand that. But it's a mindset I have to have for me to improve myself. I can model other people. It's a protection thing. I can can model your work ethic. Or I can model Steve's physical abilities. Right? Or, or how we got there. I, I can model that and I can get, improve myself, but I'm never looking to somebody saying, who would, who, who would, what would they do in this situation? How do I, how can I be better like them? Yeah. I don't say like them. I said, how can I be better? Because I think the point we're missing here is that the guy that I want to be, mm-hmm. how would he react? The guy to that this, I want to sure. be, the guy that I want to be, the yeah. person, per, how, how, how the, how is the best Pernell going to handle and it? And sure as fuck, over time, if you stay consistent on that path, how would the guy I want to be react in this situation? Mm-hmm. And then you emulate that. Mm-hmm. 
You're going to pave new pathways Over in your brain. Over time, you're going to happen. You, you actually right. become that yeah. person. For sure. You become the thing that, or the guy or the man or woman Listen, or whoever neuro- the fuck that you want to mm-hmm. be yeah. just by having those pauses and choosing that. Neurolinguistic programming will teach us first and foremost, if you want to create, if you want something to be easy, repeat it. Repeat it often enough that it becomes, it becomes second nature to you, right? Right. If NLP will also tell us if you want to change something, stop doing the thing that you want to change first and foremost. And then do something within its place. It's the same thing with addiction, mm. right? Um, it was interesting. I, I remember being addicted to cocaine and everything. Every time I got frustrated, shit like that, I would just do coke, right? Yeah. That turned into, after I got arrested, that turned into a workout addiction. Every time I got frustrated, I'm going to go run. I'm going to go work out, right? That is now transformed into, if I'm getting frustrated, whatever's happening, and I need some relief, it's sex. Man. Now, now none of these are, none of these, none of these are healthy. Right. In the broadest sense of the term, right? You can, too much of anything, right, will will turn you crazy. I haven't learned to deal with my frustrations in a way that serves me mm. to better myself. I have to have a physical release of tension first. Right. Does that make sense? Me- meditation changed that a big, a big, big time me for me. This idea, check this out. I want Bitch, that beer. Bitch, give my fucking drink back. I want that beer. Okay. This is my want. I want that beer. I'm never going to be able to pick it up because I want. Please don't drop it. Drop it in my hand. As soon as I let it go, Thanks. <laughs> I free myself mm. to have the thing I want. Mm-hmm. But you have to let go of that want before you can do it. And this is the craziest thing, too. I respect so much that you said that. Meditation, honestly, is the biggest thing that I, that the life daily change that I've right. made. And it's as easy when you're like, I need a release of something. You just told yourself the answer. Your release of something oh. is literally releasing it. Yeah. Releasing just everything. And saying, and it's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's, cliche, it's easy. cliche to say, just don't care about it. It's just yeah. let it go. Yeah. And when you can wrap your head around the concept of letting it go. So, you know, going back to the question of how am I able to, you know, just to let it go. Let you it go. Honestly, it's just being okay with every outcome. Uh, yeah, I understand. Maybe I mean, they're not ideal outcomes. Mm-hmm. Being okay with them. My my biggest thing is, um, I know I said it has to be it has to be a release of something. I know that if you let, let's take it like this. There's been there's been studies on amputees from war, war vet amputees, right? Mm. Who still feel the pain of their hand, <clears throat> right? So what you would do is you would take a box, just a box, normal box, shoe box, whatever, divide it in two with a cardboard box and a cardboard something or other with a mirror on one side with the hand that they can use, right? What they would do is have two holes. You put two hands in, right? And it looks to and them it, it, it as looks if to, he has the other hand. It looks to them like they have the two, like he has two hands because of the mirror, right? Right? They say squeeze your right hand as hard as you can, as hard as you can, and squeeze your left hand as hard as you can. And they do it, and they do it, and they say now release it, and they release. And there's been times where guys have been literally crippled, their backs all fucked up, their legs are all fucked up, everything, right? And just by releasing the tension and having that mind, the, the mind released tension is where all of it goes, right? Everything just releases, everything goes, not numb, but everything, all the pressure's off. So I've learned how to do this with my mind now. Right. Uh, and, and, and the this, more and you practice comes, it, the better you get at it. Right. And, and at first, it's going to be super fucking frustrating because you it don't sucks. exactly know what you're looking mm-hmm. for. Again, yeah. But inevitably, you tap into this thing where it's like, I love the visualizations. Right. So when, um, when I'm going through my meditative processes, 
I, and, and I feel this tension or whatever, I start with, um, I imagine what it would feel like if something, some, you know, higher power force was to just kind of be poured over me. And when that happens, all of the tension in my body is just going to be rinsed off. It's just, it's like a bucket of water, basically, right? But however you, however you want to f- visualize it, and then you just visualize that happening. And as it's going through your body, you actually feel this tension leave, leave you. And it's, it's fucking life altering. Mm. Because in those moments, you realize like you had the power all along and it didn't take you right. having to punch a hole in a wall or lift a million pounds of fucking mm-hmm. weights or do three so bring, lines of fucking drugs right. or whatever the fuck it is. And, bringing it and back, I totally just sounded like... Right? <laughs> bringing it back to composure and, and how and mindset and how to get there, right? Like, I'll go back to the very first, the very beginning of this podcast, right? Where having those conversations with people and, and learning how to deal with them, you know, and... and and being able to open up and communicate, right? My biggest block was not being able to communicate. So I had to, you, you, you have to realize, first of all, what you're doing incorrectly. Yeah. And you have to, you have to go, okay, how do I correct this? Right. And then you have to take the first step and be like, okay, so you're in this situation now. You can either close off or you could address it. How do you address it? Yeah. And the more, like you said, like you guys were saying, the more times you do it, the more times, the more times you're in those situations, the more times it's going to be easier and easier and easier for you to address. Right, we're we're literally talking about March. We're, we're middle of March right now, right? It's literally taking me two and a half months to get to the point of, hey, are you okay? What can I do to help you? Yeah. Okay. Now I know something's wrong. Let's get it. Being the receiver months. of that, I can I can honestly say, being the receiver of that, there's such a level of genuineness and authenticity in the way that you do it as well, which mm. ma- which makes a huge fucking difference. And my, my, my way, even, it may not be the best way, but right. that's how I'm attacking now. It worked this time, so it's going to work next time. To help ourselves, we need to help others, and that means taking the focus off of you and how you're feeling and the shit that you're going through, and then observing the bullshit that's going on externally and when you realize that your shit ain't nearly as bad as the other shit and trust me i don't care how fucking bad you think you got it there's (laughs) always something worse than that so having that um just kind of awakening or that mind opening or whatever that observation of it changes the the perspective Mm -hmm. dramatically how do you want to end this man bro i think it's all just comes down to i think it's really cool just one one big overarching thing when it comes to um, you know, communicating with yourself or with other people, mm-hmm. it has absolutely nothing to do with what I think I'm communicating. It has 100% Perception. everything to do with how I am conveying that. Mm-hmm. And, and how, they're, how they're going to receive it and how they're going to um, portray that in their mind and how they're going to, I guess, receive it. Yeah. Right. Cool. Perfect. Being composed is, is easier than you think it is. Just take a breath. Take a step. Just take that extra pause. And Choose how you want it. to end up. You don't. You, you don't need to fly. Out the, you, like I said, the biggest thing we do is is just talk without thinking first. Ask that question. How would the guy I want to be? What would Steve do? What would Steve do? What would Steve do? <laughs> Fuck both you hoes. See you on the next one. <laughs>